Welcome in and welcome back to the Running Hoops Podcast, brought to you by Super Chips, home of the last true chicken sandwich. Now I have in my possession a $50 Super Chicks gift card that is owed to Utah Cubs for winning the bracket challenge. If that is you, please DM me on Twitter at Running Hoops or reach out to me via email at acrowley42 at gmail.com. If I can't locate Utah Cubs, look for a podcast contest in the not-too-distant future. As always, you can check out their menu and locations at superchicks.com. And remember, that's chicks with an X dot com. On today's episode, Utah signee Will Exact joins me to talk about his game as he prepares to head to Salt Lake City to join the running Utes, plus a bunch of portal news and notes to get to. And let's start right off the top with this. John Rothstein tweeted out this morning that Booth Gotch will enter the 2022 NBA draft and not return to school. Now, this has been speculated for a while, but it is confirmed and out there. Booth had an up-and-down career at Utah and Minnesota. For his career, he averaged 8.4 points per game, 2.9 rebounds, and 2.3 assists. His career high was 28 points, which he did twice in his career at Utah, most recently against USC, which is a team loaded with pros. It's been said before, but it bears repeating. When Booth was on, he was really good. He had great athleticism. He could get to the basket with ease and was a great scorer. But it was difficult at times to keep him engaged all the time. He certainly got the ability to be a pro on some level. So I hope for his sake he can find that right fit and really excel. Certainly wish Booth Gotch all the best here at the podcast. Appreciate the three years that he spent at Utah and wish him nothing but the best. Now taking Booth Gotch's production away from the group of guys coming back puts Utah right around the 63% mark as far as its minutes returning goes and 61% of its points from last season. Craig Smith now has three scholarships to work with for the upcoming season. There have been rumblings about some guys visiting on campus, including Caleb Lohner, who is committed to Baylor, which is really a shame because I had a great musical selection for his return to Utah. So thanks for nothing, Caleb. You continue to disappoint me. Really, though, and we talked about this last time on the podcast, probably the best thing for Caleb Lohner is to get away from the state of Utah, get away from the rivalry, and kind of start fresh which he will now have the opportunity to do at Baylor. Now, if he stays at Baylor, he's going to have a chance to go play in Provo at least once when BYU joins the Big 12, so that'll certainly be interesting. Another BYU transfer whose name has come up that was recently on campus is Gavin Baxter. And Baxter's an interesting case because he has not been healthy for most of his college career. He's played, I think he played 17 games So far in his entire career, he had 14 against Utah last year, and then he tore his ACL against UVU in the very next game. Baxter's kind of one of these interesting cases. You hope that he ends up like a Kenneth Ogby, where if you remember Kenneth Ogby, the guard at Utah, could not stay healthy here at the U, went to UVU as a transfer and had two really productive seasons. So Gavin Baxter is another name to keep an eye on. So no new commitments, though, for the running Utes at this point until this podcast gets out, right? That's usually how it works. 
Utah also got a visit from Frederick King, who was signed at Louisville at one point, but got out of his LOI when Chris Mack was fired. King is 6'10", 220, and he played with Will Exact at the NBA Latin Academy, so it always helps to have an in. Now, many believe that it's BYU or Creighton for King's services because Mark Pope got on a puddle jumper and visited him in Mexico, but we're just going to have to see. Utah did get a visit, and it's his last visit, so we'll take that as a good sign. It sounds like the visit went well. You never know with any of these things, but again, better to have a visit, better to have the visit go well than to not have a visit at all. In NBA draft news, UCLA forwards Jules Bernard and Johnny Juzang are both in the NBA draft. Bernard is going to maintain his eligibility. Sounds like Johnny Juzang is done. Arizona forward Dalen Terry, who is a fast riser on the league villain scale, has declared for the NBA draft, but he will also maintain his eligibility. And Washington State big man Muhammad Gay is entering the draft, but maintaining his eligibility as well. In transfers in news, Nevada transfer Warren Washington committed to Arizona State. Arizona State is also said to have interest in former Ute Dusan Horsik, as is NC State and a few others, but those are the only two visits he's set up at this point. And speaking of former Utes in the transfer portal, I'm told that Lahat Chun will be releasing a top four very soon, so keep an eye out for that. Now, in transfer news out of the conference, a couple of big names jumped into the portal this week. Arizona State's Jay Heath entered the transfer portal again. He came in last year from Boston College, and Washington forward Emmett Matthews Jr., he also enters the portal for the second straight year. He came into Washington from West Virginia last year, so... A lot of movement in the Pac-12 in terms of the transfer portal. And in a couple of miscellaneous Pac-12 hoops items, Arizona landed a commitment from an international big man, Philippe Borovikian. Philippe, if you're listening, I'm doing my best here. It's close enough. He's 6'8". I think he's kind of a hybrid big man, but can shoot. Anyway, Arizona lands that commitment. They seem to do okay with international prospects. And Tiger Campbell is reportedly returning to UCLA next season. And finally, former Ute Timmy Allen is returning to Texas. So that's nice for him. All right. When we come back, my conversation with Will Exact right after these words from one of our sponsors. Hey, everybody. I wanted to tell you about Registered Physical Therapists, RPT Utah. These guys and gals are committed to getting you back to work and play fast. Their skilled physical therapists offer a wide variety of services, including surgical and non-surgical orthopedic injuries, spine injuries, headache relief, balance training, and women's health. With nine locations along the Wasatch Front, they've got all your physical therapy needs covered. Go to their website to schedule an appointment today, rptutah.com. That's rptutah.com. All right, my next guest was the first commit of Utah's 2022 recruiting class, Will Exact Day Jr. Will, thank you so much for joining me. I swear, no problem. So, for fans who may not know much about you, can you give a little bit of your backstory in terms of, you know, where you're from, where you've played, what you're doing right now, how you got to, to Utah? So, I'm born in Montreal, Canada. Um, I started playing basketball 
around the age of five, six years old, and I started playing seriously around the age of uh, 12, 13 years old. And um, I'm, my parents are from Haiti, so I'm Haitian. I'm Haitian-Canadian. Um, I'm a 6'6 six, six, uh, shooting guard. And um, basically for Utah, um, you know, Coach Peterson was the one recruiting me. And, uh, you know, me and him, we had a good relationship. And, uh, you know, from there, you know, everything was good. You know, I started talking to Coach Smith, and uh, I started having a good relationship with the whole coaching staff. So it was great. And, um, you know, I always wanted to play for a high major school in a big-time conference. So just combining everything together, uh, Utah was the best fit. Yeah, what was it about Utah that really drew you in? I mean, obviously you had a great relationship with Coach Peterson, but – when you visited Utah and when you looked at Utah, what what was it that really made you say, yeah, this is the right place for me? Honestly, when I saw Utah, you know, I was like, wow, like I want to be here. You know, the facilities there, the facilities there are very nice. Uh, I saw the basketball part of it and, you know, I was amazed by it. Like it was really nice. It was really big. So I wanted to be there. And, you know, um, I just felt like it was home. It felt like home. You know, I, I had a good relationship, uh, like I mentioned before, with a, uh, Coach Pearson and uh, Coach Smith and the whole coaching staff, you know, I met them. I met everyone. And, you know, it just felt like family to me. So, yeah, it just felt right. How tough was it for you when you found out that Coach Peterson was leaving to take the South Dakota job? Honestly, I was shocked. I was shocked at first. But, um, you know, I was really happy for him at the same time. Coach Peterson is a great person. You know, we spoke almost like every day to each other. So, you know, I was shocked at first, you know, and I was hoping to like have at least a season with him. But, um, you know, things like that happen and I just wish him the best. And um, I'm just truly happy for him for being the head coach. Yeah, we've had him on this podcast too. He's a, he's a good guy and uh, he certainly is going to do good things there at uh, at South Dakota for sure. Tell me a little bit about your game. Do you prefer to have the ball in your hand? Do you like to play off the ball? Do you? I mean, you're you're a big guy. Do you like to get in there and mix it up with the with the tall guys in in the middle? Um, yeah. So about my game, like I love having the ball in my hand for many reasons. You know, I like creating for myself, shooting the ball, driving to the basket. Um, I'm also a guy who loves to create for others, uh, for my teammates. So uh, that's something I really love to do. You know, I also love moving without the ball. That's something I really love to do as well. You know, I my game is pretty much versatile. You know, I can post up. You know, I can shoot it. I can drive to the basket. So, yeah, that's basically it. How do you think you're going to fit into the, the Utes offense, and what have the coaches kind of told you about about where you fit? Um, so I've been talking to Coach Schmidt about, about that a lot. And basically, he sees me as a guard. You know, creating for myself and creating for my teammates. You know, basically being a being a playmaker. You know, and bringing a lot of energy. You know, bring bringing out the best of every player over there. So, so I know that because of where you're from and where you've played, a lot of folks have compared you loosely to guys like Ben Matherin or Lou Dort. But do you have somebody who who you model your game after, or maybe who is a good comp for you? I don't. I don't really compare myself to players, but um, one thing I would say is that I do watch a lot of film on NBA players like um, um, like Bradley Bill, uh, Paul George, Kevin Durant, Chris Paul. I watch those type of players. Um, you know, I'm tr- I'm trying to add some skills that they have in my game, but uh, I don't. I don't compare myself to players at all. But I do like watch film on those players that I mentioned. 
So you don't want to be the next anybody. You want to be the first Will Exact Day. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah, I want to be the first Will Exact. Yeah. Oh, so it's Will Exact. I'm glad you corrected me on that because I've been trying to figure out how to pronounce the name. <laughs> yeah, it's Exact. Uh, a lot of people say Exact. You're not the only one, but it's Exact, actually. Okay, that's good to know. Um, so what's something that you're working on? in your game uh, or your skill development as you get ready to go to Utah? Um, right now I'm working on my shot. You know, um, I really want to be consistent on my shot. Um, I'm working on my three-point shot. I'm working on my mid-range. I'm also working on my decision-making. You know, me and my trainer, we're really working on game situations and stuff like that. So um, that's what I'm working on. Yeah, that's the main focus. And have you had much contact with your with your future teammates at Utah? Have you had a chance to get to know any of them? Yeah, I spoke to a, I spoke to a couple of them. You know, they're they're great people. You know, um, after my visit, you know, I stayed in, con- in contact with a couple of them, and um, you know, they always check up on me time to time. So it's great. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm sure they're really excited to to have you there, and you know. Just another, just another good player in the program. So, what are you looking forward to the most as you get ready for your first season at Utah? You're in Montreal right now. I think you're heading to, to Salt Lake in June, something like that. So, what are you looking forward to as you get ready? I'm really looking forward to, you know, get better every single day, um, to learn as much as I can, and um, you know, just to, to, to compete. Honestly, I'm really just excited to compete, and I'm trying to. Uh, impact right away. You know, I'm trying to be a huge impact on the team, you know, help the team win. And that's my goal, you know, um, and just, you know, get better every single day. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much my mindset uh, uh, coming to Utah. So what does an ideal first season look like for you then? You said you wanted to make an impact. What does that look like on the floor for for you? I mean, getting as much uh, points as I can. You know, I feel like uh, I'm a scoring guard, so obviously uh, scoring, getting as much rebounds as I can also, you know, uh, getting my teammates involved, so get a lot of assists. Uh, so that's what I'm really looking forward to. And, yeah, just bring a lot of energy to the team. You know, uh, that's one of my biggest things coming to Utah, bring a lot of energy. Do you want to be that guy with the ball in your hand at the end of the game? I would love that, but, you know, once again, you know, I think Coach Smith has to decide when it comes to all that. You know, I'm not really in the system yet, but I would personally love that. But, um, you know, hopefully, like, the ball gets in my hands, and uh, I'm just going to listen to Coach Smith or whatever he says and, you know, believe in the system. That's a smart man right there. See? You want to have the ball in your hand, but, hey, whatever Coach draws up, that's what I want to do. That's good. Exactly, yeah. Uh, All right, well, anything else you want the fans to know? Yeah, I just want to let the, know, the fans know that I'm really excited um, to come to Utah. You know, it's uh, something, uh, you know, just being part of a high major school, it's a dream come true. It's a huge blessing for me and my family. Um, you know, I'm truly excited. Um, I'm going to work hard and I'm going to get everything I got um, every single game. So um, I'm just excited to meet every uh, fan at Utah and, I can't wait to play at those home games. But I've been at the home game actually in Arizona uh, when when 
Utah played against Arizona State. I just love the energy from the from the crowd, from the fans. So it was great. I'm just truly excited to come to Utah. Yeah, there's nothing quite like a, a packed Huntsman Center, and even though they had kind of a down year this year, you can be one of those guys that helps get the fans back and and really get that place rocking again. All right, well, Will, thank you so much for hopping on with me for a few minutes. I really appreciate it. Can't wait to see you in a Utah uniform and wish you all the best as you get set to head to Salt Lake. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. My thanks to Will Exact for coming on the podcast with me and my apologies to Will and everybody out there for the dumb dog barking in the background. I would love to tell you that that was a wild dog in Montreal, but it wasn't. I told my kids, please take the dog outside while I record this interview, and it would appear that they took the dog right outside my office window. So again, my apologies to the listeners, but I do appreciate Will coming on. You can follow Will on Twitter at WExactJunior. He pronounces it exact as he corrected me on the podcast, but it's spelled exact day. So don't forget that extra E. And if you want to follow him on Instagram, it's W.Exacti. He's actually a great follow on Instagram because you'll get highlights and other things like that from games that he's playing in or has played in, workout things, stuff like that. So if you're curious to know kind of what he's up to or what he looks like, on the court and his game, that's a good place to find him. So my thanks to Will. Again, I said this with Mike Saunders, but I think that this is another guy that Ute fans are going to really love his motor. They're going to really appreciate his effort. He's a guy that's coming in. He expects to compete. He expects to play and certainly is going to be a big piece coming in for Craig Smith next season. Just a couple more things here before I get out of here for the day. Chris Burgess was on with Bill Riley last week after he was announced as an assistant coach. There's no press conference, and both Chris and Craig issued us one statement each. So this was the first real opportunity for fans to hear from Chris Burgess. So I would encourage you to go back and listen to that episode on ESPN 700's website or download it or whatever you need to do. But it was a really good interview Great job by Bill Riley for getting Chris. I know that they're friends, and so it was easy, but wanted to play just a quick audio snippet of that interview and what Chris Burgess had to say about Craig Smith and his vision for the program, as well as the players coming back. Just give this a listen. What, what do you make of the roster right now? Listen, I think they got some, a really good core group of guys, some young, young, younger talent that's on the team that understands Coach Smith and, and how they play. You know, I think they got an all an all conference uh, player, a proven all conference player, and Brandon Carlson that can only get, that in my opinion, can only get better. Um, you know, and I think there's, I think the recruiting that they've done before I got here is is fantastic pieces that are going to add um, to this roster. And everyone, and each one of those student student athletes and uh, players that are coming in are going to bring a little slice to what Coach Smith's all about, right? Toughness and beating guys on the glass again and pushing the ball in transition, those have always been Coach Smith's teams in the past four years that I've gone against. Um, so I think that they brought that in. But I, I really love the core guys. Just 
just being on the court with them and meeting them and, and, and the way they represent themselves, the words that they use and the voice that they have just tells me these guys believe and they're hungry. They're hungry to win and get better, right? And, and that, that makes your job so much easier um, each day you show up, right? And so I think, you know, maybe there's a potential couple pieces still to, to go and, and there's some good guys down the line that, you know, you know, Coach Coach Smith and his staff are talking to, and so I, I'm just jumping in and you know, helping any way I can and, and bringing everything I can to the table um, from the very, very start, which is today, uh, from a recruiting standpoint and on-court standpoint. So um, I like, like I'm telling you, I, that's another reason, you know, I believe in Coach Smith and, and his staff. I believe in this place, and I believe in the players that they had coming back, and, and that was another super motivating factor for me um, you know, to, to, to come here and be a part of this because I, I believe in Coach's vision and the players that they have and, and the recruiting they've done. I mean, look, there was no press conference to win here, but if you want to say that Chris won the interview, he won the interview. I mean, that is an outstanding answer, and I think there's a lot of really good, really interesting things that he said there that are deeply rooted in what he believes this program is all about and what he believes Craig Smith is all about. Craig Smith is not just bringing in Chris Burgess to be some kind of silver bullet to fix the basketball program. Chris Burgess raised his hand and said, I want to be a part of this because I believe in what you're doing. I believe in this vision, this culture that Craig Smith is building. I look at this roster. I see guys that are hungry, guys that want to win. Guys that are using the right words. There was a lot of really good meat in there in his answer. And I think that it's very important to really dive into what he's saying. Because I think there are some fans that are still kind of up in the air on Craig Smith. And whether or not he can get this job done. But to have the confidence of a rising star type assistant coach that's a killer recruiter that's a really good coach, a really good big man coach, to have the confidence of him to leave a program that's doing very well at BYU and to come to Utah and want to be a part of this rebuild, I think that's huge. And I don't think that that's something that fans or media or anybody else should overlook. And I just wanted to share that because I really, really like what Chris had to say there. And again, make sure you go back and listen to that full interview on ESPN 700. I don't want to shortchange Bill or those guys because they do such a great job and they have access to these types of guests. And then finally, Jay Wright, the longtime coach of Villanova, is hanging him up. He's about 60 years old, another absolute legend in college basketball coaching, retiring, said he'd lost his edge. This past season, despite getting to a Final Four, it'll be interesting to see if this is it for him or if he resurfaces in the NBA or at another program, but I can tell you the dress code on the sidelines of college games just took a major, major hit, that's for sure. You gotta wonder, though, with a guy like Jay Wright, if we'll see more of this from some of these older, longer-tenured coaches with NIL and the transfer portal. It's just gonna be interesting to see how college basketball evolves over the next couple of years. On the one hand, you've got guys staying in school that would normally opt for the NBA. And that's because they're getting NIL money. And that's a good thing. On the other hand, 
some of these older coaches may just not want to deal with that. And so you may see kind of a continued youth movement like we've seen in college basketball the last couple of years. Think about John Shire taking over at Duke. He's 33 years old. The guy taking over at Villanova, whose name escapes me, but he was going to go coach Fordham. Now he's going to coach Villanova. So you've got these young guys that are taking on these big chairs. Jim Beheim is kind of the last old school holdout in these major conferences. I mean, you've got some other guys. You've got Mike Bray. You've got Bob McKillop at Davidson. So he's not just the only one, but still just going to be interesting to see what happens with college basketball and NIL and transfer portal over the next several seasons. Obviously, teams benefit from it, but it also hurts some teams, so we'll just have to see how that goes. But again, Jay Wright, an absolute legend, hanging him up. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of the Running Hoops podcast. I want to thank you, as always, for listening, especially through the dog barks. I'm sure that was painful. Give me a follow at Running Hoops. You can subscribe on pretty much any platform that you get a podcast. I'm actually working on getting myself on Alexa at the moment, so keep an eye out for that. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating. So far, we've got 23 five-star ratings. That's fantastic. We've also got eight reviews now, so keep those coming. And if you're Utah Cubs, or if that was your bracket on the ESPN Bracket Challenge, reach out to me. I've got a $50 gift card for you to Super Chicks. But until next time, I'm Andrew Crowley. This is the Running Hoops Podcast, and as always, go Utes.